Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Crossaker. I'm in the middle of a conversation of what's making news with co-host Russell Hamby. Welcome back, Russell. Thanks, Henry. We'll move straight into the items. We've had quite a bit of a chat that had nothing to do with what was making news, um, but uh, still interesting. Uh, Herald Sun's got an interesting item there this week, Russell. Yes, parents tend bar for teens. One-third of Australian teens drink alcohol at home supplied by their parents who think that it is helping them form good habits, a new study has found. And an Australian Institute of Family Studies has shown this practice is linked to risky alcohol use later in life. They did a survey of 3,000 adolescents and parents. They found that 28% of 16- to 17-year-olds have permission to drink at home and 20% of these people uh, are allowed to take alcohol to parties. The results show overall that 23% of those who drank with permission experienced alcohol-related harm, and those who were allowed to drink at home tended to drink more often. Um, so that's uh, what's come out of that survey. Yeah, that's that's actually, I'd say, disturbing in some ways, Russell, wouldn't you think? Yes. Um, it's a, sort of, a, I suppose it's a growing practice. Usually parents let their kids have a glass of wine, and some do anyway, don't they, at dinner and uh, when they're yes, in their teens. Yes, yes, and, and in some cultures, and uh, it's sort of almost a de rigueur, isn't it? Yes, and look, you can see a point for, um, in their, in as they approach 18, for parents in a controlled environment to, you know, um, I guess, introduce children to, to, to alcohol uh, in, in a well-educated environment and safe. But um, when you look at it at this level, you can see how there are potential serious dangers with that, aren't there? Yes, and uh, I suppose some parents say they prefer to drink drink in front of them than have them go behind their back, but it may not work quite as uh, easily as that. Oh. So uh, that is a survey. Um, so, the, yeah, the results are 23% of those who drank with permission experienced alcohol-related harm. I mean, you can turn statistics around and say that means, uh, what, that 77% uh, don't experience problems or something, doesn't it? But, mm. uh but, but, but even a quarter, one in every four, who, and it's not just um, you know drinking a lot; it's experiencing alcohol-related harm. Mm, there's other other parts to it, and um, it's uh, yeah. Look, uh, it's a drug, um, and we do know the stats out there are not good on um, alcohol abuse and its uh, its its impact societally amongst the adult. Uh, community, so there's certainly certainly a cause for us to to stop and reflect on what we do with our teenage children. So far as introducing them to alcohol goes, their son also Russell. No home advantages students lose touch. More than a million Victorian students have lost up to two terms of face to face learning. More than any other state since the start of the pandemic. Uh, yes, it's obviously had an impact on them. How? Bad and how lasting is another question. What That's do you right. make um, of this? Well, in the first lockdown, we had this, of course, where parents were struggling to juggle. Uh, it's becoming more pronounced, particularly as these uh, lockdowns extend. Uh, but the parents say they're struggling to juggle schooling and work commitments. Experts from the Murdoch Children's Research Institute say a, a comprehensive plan is needed with input from public health experts. <coughs> educators and the state government. They want to have mitigation strategies, they say, are needed, particularly with this Delta strain, to keep the school children, especially primary children, at school with the schools open. And they come up with about half a dozen ideas, like reducing class sizes, staggering lunch times, all kids wearing masks, even in primary, 
uh, click and collect parent drop-offs and pickups, vaccination for teachers and better room ventilation. They want all those factors plus more considered, but they, I think they're trying to, in lockdowns or not to have schools, keep schools open as long as possible. Yeah, well, look, it's a, a multifaceted issue that, um, yes, uh, we've long said that, um, and I think Delta's changed the game there, that having, you know, 20, 25 children in the classroom um, with each other for, you know, four or five hours a day uh, and young children, no masks, it's, uh, and given that Delta's more catchable by children, um, it's potentially a hothouse for spreading the, 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 the uh, infection. Um, it's, look, it's, I've said it all along, Russell, um, remote learning on and off site, um, look, it's, it's better than nothing and that's about all. It's, you know, we, we, we've learned a lot. There's a few bits and pieces of it that may last beyond it in terms of learnings, but in terms of, um, how schools operate and how they best operate. I don't think remote learning is, is, is a patch on that. And I no. don't, don't think too many teachers are enjoying it at all. No. Uh, principals and, certainly and, aren't. And as anecdotally, you're finding that it's uh, wearing people down a bit as it's gone on. Yeah. Compared with, compared with, say, the early days of last year, you know. Well, last year was a shock, you know, and uh, we weren't really prepared for anything like that. And we were fumbling around trying to – and learning too. And I think – look, I think by this time round, um, we're pretty well prepared for it in terms of how to – um, galvanise action in response. So I think we've got things down pat much, much better. But of course, it's one of those things, you know, it doesn't matter how well down pat you've got it, it's not something that is anywhere near optimal learning uh, or teaching for, for us, the kids, the family. So from that angle, yeah, we're getting better at it, but it's not something that's particularly good. Uh, of course, what's the alternative? I mean, this is, this is always the challenge, Russell. That's right. So your attitude to a very difficult situation and helping people to have um, as positive an attitude towards it, I think, is the bigger challenge now because there, there is no... There is no alternative to um, lockdowns. Let's all go back to school and we'll, we'll all be back in lockdown before we know it for longer. So yeah, That's right. I think that's uh, where the challenge, the great challenge lies, how we manage. And the the answer attitude. seems to be getting, what, uh, this 70 to 80% vaccination uh, of the whole population, but that's uh, some time off yet, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's probably the, the, the thing we're heading. How lucky do you feel, Russ? <laughs> well, not not all that lucky sometimes, but uh, yeah, the uh, from the age. How lucky do you feel? The risks buried in the IWPC climate report. The latest climate science report goes much further than previous ones in providing estimates of how bad things might get as the planet heats up. Even if a lack of data may mean it is underestimating the perils. And the scientists from this uh, climate change committee, the IWPC, Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change, they've narrowed the uncertainties around major issues. And Michael Mann, who's a prominent climate researcher, says the models are not capturing all the risks as the climate heats up. And, uh, for instance, they not they need to investigate further such things as the possible stalling of the Gulf Stream. Now, that's what keeps northern Europe much warmer than its latitude might suggest. Also, the projections need more investigating about the ice melt previously underestimated. Another concern is the disintegration of the West Atlantic ice sheet. And they say uh, it contains enough water to lift sea levels by 3.3 metres 
that should be understood more. Plus the climate change, the warming, the forests, we're getting bigger wildfires and uh, it's causing a dieback in forests by fire and, and pests. And any marine heat wave uh, will diminish the coral reefs. We talked about the Great Barrier Reef the other day and uh, that's uh, what the concerns that, that we've had these reports but uh, could be, according to this latest uh, report, uh, much worse than previously uh, known about. Mm, and... Um... It's one of those ones that uh, look. If we don't get on top of it, uh, it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not a very. Um, I was going to say warm, but that's not the right word. It's not a very positive outlook that we've got, and uh, so we need to do something on that. And that's been talked about uh, again and again and again, and um, we're still talking about it. We need action. The odd spot, Russell. Moving on. Yeah, a team of South Korean researchers has made a robotic chameleon, complete with googly eyes, a waddling gait, and skin that changes colour instantly and automatically to match its background. It's a walking round and also changing colour at the same time, like a full working chameleon, said one of the inventors, Shung Hwan Ko, of the Seoul National University. The invention, one of the first to change colour and patterns based on environment, could have applications in the fashion industry or the military. That's amazing, Russell. Um, a chameleon-like robot. How? Where are we heading? And there's future applications. Um, never thought you'd see that in your lifetime. You probably never even thought about it. No. And so that's an amazing thing, all these different uh, modern technologies, isn't it? Got your skills, you do, uh, the forefront in robotics, isn't it, still amongst the... Yeah, we're doing the work, yeah, as a primary school we are. We're doing augmented reality uh, lessons for the children. We've got that book that's uh, fully augmented reality capable and... Um, that we've developed at our school and uh, hope to share that very shortly. Uh, um, STEM, look, it's very much a part of the curriculum of all schools now, um, Russell. Right. Oh, okay. So uh, it's certainly changing. And, of course, on TV the other day they had an article, was it four quarters, about artificial uh, intelligence and uh, you've got robots doing all sorts of things, uh, in, certainly in the future. Yes, yes. Have you thought of getting a robot to do your homework? <laughs> well, that's an idea. <laughs> no, I haven't actually. But you uh, haven't. Why not? I, well, you I don't know where would I mass, go. You're a maths man from way back. <laughs> where would I go to get one? I wonder. <laughs> we can sell you one if you like. No, we couldn't. <laughs> All right, Russell. That takes us out for this week, and um, we'll have a new segment in a week or two's time, won't we? To add to um, the what's making news portfolio. Well, that'd be something to, uh, I was going to say, look forward to, but that, you might, but I'll see how I go. <laughs> oh, we'll look after you. That was Russell Handby and What's Making News, listeners. We'll take a short break. Don't go away. Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosso. It gives me great pleasure to welcome regular co-host for What's Making News, Russell Handby. How are you, Russ? Very well, thanks, Henry. Lovely to be here again. Oh, you say that every week. Do you really mean it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. It, it, at the moment, it feels my after part of my afternoon. Yes, all the pre- <laughs> it's it's one of those things, isn't it? I mean, we'd like to think we're authentic, but when you're in the media and on air, you just don't say things. Oh no, look, I'm feeling miserable. It's horrible. No, that's we're right. meant to be try to be uplifting, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, all the time. And once that red light goes off, well, it's anyone's business what happens, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know, Russell. We can we maintain the profession. <laughs> All the way through. What do you get up to? 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, what do you get up to when the red light goes off? Which <laughs> is the lot, on-air, but... off-air light for those Yeah, that's the red might... light we're talking Well, that's the one we're talking about. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing much. Just oh, keep going. Oh, I that. It's okay. yeah. You've opened a can of worms and now you want to put the lid back on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Did some homework, didn't you? Uh, yeah, briefly, about the odd spot uh, last week, we learnt about the German who had a, a basement full of Nazi arsenal, uh, yeah. an arsenal. and he, uh, he had a, a panther tank, or panzer tank, and apparently he was seen chuffing around in 1978 during the big snow catastrophe. Apparently they had a huge uh, snowfall back in then. And you said, well, he's being prosecuted now, uh, but uh, what happened to him in 1978? And I, I can't find any information about that. The uh, I looked high and low. It just mentions about this recent case. <laughs> you realise you realise whether you did or you didn't. There's absolutely no way I can I can check up on whether you're you're just trying to get out of homework that you didn't do, or whether you actually did search high and low. How, when no, you search, I did. How high did you search and how low? Oh, did you very search? high. Oh, very <laughs> high. Very I found low. a lot more information. I found a lot more information about this recent case. Uh, he, he, he broke the Germany's Germany's War Weapons Control Act and is, takes an eight hundred thousand dollar fine. Uh, the legislation controls the manufacture, sale and transport of weapons of war. And it took German soldiers nine hours to remove the tank, which was without its tracks, and load it onto a truck. Oh, so I found out more details about this recent one, but nothing about 1978. So, so when did this law get passed? Oh, I think this law has been passed, uh, um, I don't know, years and years ago. You're guessing. <laughs> You're guessing. That's like... That's like um, Multiple choice answers. That's <laughs> you right. Just yeah. Tick a box. You had no idea. You've gone and found a law that was passed. It. I mean, and there was, and you have no idea when it was. Well, you've forgotten. No, I don't have no idea. I presume it wasn't that <laughs> much after 1945. You know. Yeah, I look. I'd agree with you. And I have no idea either, Russell. My my question in asking that though is. If it was passed not long after 1945, and that's where your original homework actually emanated from, and that was if the law's been around a long time, and he was marching around, uh, prancing around in this tanker back in seven, uh, this Panzer uh, tank in 1978 or so, they didn't know about it then, and why didn't they prosecute him then? Why suddenly now? Could be well, another, could be more homework, but um, <laughs> I, I, we do like to move on to other. We'll just give you. Um, I'm not sure what sort of a mark well, I give you uh, out of 10. Do you want me to try to do some research into this Weapons Control Act and find out when it did start? No, that's not really the issue that I'm interested in. The <laughs> issue is why he hasn't been. That's easy. You can just, I could probably Google it while we're chatting. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't do that. We've devoted no. time to the to the program. Um, no, the, the, the curious thing I'm interested in is um, why he wasn't prosecuted in 78. But look, we'll let that one fly because we're going to introduce a new segment as of next week. Uh, I haven't shared this with you, but I've been marking you on your, on your homework and you've been doing pretty well most of the time. You let yourself down a bit here, but you've, <laughs> you've, you've passed and we're going to introduce another little, little item for under the banner of viewpoints and that is Henry's homework with Handy, and we're going to um, have a few homework questions that we will throw at you, and you've got a week to answer them, and uh, 
then that'll become a little segment of itself because it's proven to be quite a popular part of the program. People listen to you until you finish talking about your homework and then they switch off. <laughs> no, no, they don't do that at all. But it's been uh, popular. The feedback has been that it's popular. So we came up with a title, uh, Henry's Homework with Hanby. Now, what, what, what do you think about that idea, given that we've already decided on it without any consultation with you? <laughs> oh, yes, we'll give it a fling, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it a go. Yeah, we'll give it a go. We're not yeah. going to fling it off or fling it off. So I just figured that'll be interesting. So, of course, the challenge for me is I've got it. My homework is giving you homework questions. So, so I'm right, not getting out of it lightly either. No, because usually what happens, the homework comes out of the, the what we talk about, doesn't it? You know, but yes. this is something else you're going to make up outside that. Yes, well. Yeah, so I've now got to go and research some interesting homework questions that the listeners might be interested in getting an answer out of you. And and, <laughs> right. and of course, searching high and low and telling us you couldn't get an answer is obviously not going to cut it if we're going to run a segment on it, is it? No. Well, that one there, you go, the one about the German and his tanks, uh, that was a bit hard, I think, to find out what happened in 1978 when, I, when there was no information about it. You know, I even looked as late as uh, five minutes ago again, you know, and still couldn't get anywhere. I reckon, I reckon you looked at it five minutes ago <laughs> for the first time. You've been copying me when I was at school. That's what I used to do. It's amazing now I'm a school principal. Anyway, we'll move on. We've got a program to, to run on What's Making News. And, yeah, that's an interesting little segment. We'll see how we go. Henry's homework with Hanby. Um, what's Making News, The Age? Case probe as lockdown extends. Melbourne's lockdown has been extended, as we know, for another seven days as authorities scramble to investigate the source of five mystery coronavirus cases among 20 new infections which were confirmed uh, midweek. Um, yes. It, things are moving by the day on this one, aren't yeah, they, Russell? That's right. Well, on Thursday, yesterday, Victoria recorded uh, 21 new local COVID cases, 17 linked to current outbreaks, 15 in quarantine and two cases acquired in the state. So every day we're still around the 20 mark, aren't we, of the new cases this week? So I think we thought it was getting a little bit better earlier on and um, they've even introduced uh, a more rigorous permit system for the borders, the Murray River border towns where they've got to have a permit no matter what they do to cross the border, that they've increased that uh, vigilance. And, um, and because the, as our chief health, health officer says, there are, are still too many mystery cases. Absolutely. And it's the mystery cases at the end of the day that uh, define um, uh, to a large degree what uh, the, the policy will be by the government, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, I mean, it's all very well to know the, so many are linked to current outbreaks, but it's, it's the person zero that they can't track who gave it to the first person. And they think there's someone still wandering around or people. So that's why they're still rigorously testing. And uh, even though the testing has increased a lot, the, the, the amount, the numbers and things, uh, there's still too many of those cases, aren't there? Mm, and Delta, the Delta variant of the, um, as everybody knows, it's changed. It's changed the um, the discourse and the, on, on moving forward because it's so virulent, isn't it? That's right. We only have to look at New South Wales, uh, 344, 345 on Thursday, and uh, it's not slowing down at all. And the worry there is it's getting into more regional towns popping up. And uh, even yesterday, uh, Canberra had its first case, uh, I think, in and uh, they're locking down as well. So uh, it's, it's going right across the, the, the nation. Yes, they've had it. Um, I know they're out of it now, but Cairns in northern Queensland had a case. Um, yes, it's, it's reaching far and wide. More of it's occurring in schools now, 
um, which is yeah. another worry because it, it right. seems to be a more inf- more infectious among children than the Kappa variant did. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how long this lockdown is going to go on. And, of course, um, <laughs> no. people, well, uh, people are reaching breaking point in some that's ways. That's right. Aren't they? Well, well, several media um, sources are saying it's going to go beyond uh, this next week. It may even go for another week after that. So uh, that's the uh, what the, they're tipping at the moment. Mm, yes, it's uh, it's tough times. We take a short break, Russell. Can you hold the line? Yes.